0: For me, it was a day that would live in infamy, at least in my short life. I was 17 years old, and, and I can remember it very clearly. I was uh, I was dreaming and saw this. Uh, in my dream, um, sheaves, if you don't know if you had never farmed before, um, would gather the the, uh, the wheat, and we tie it up together in a bunch. And we had all these sheaves, and then my sheaf that I had tied up, all of my brother's sheaves were bowing down to it. But I, let me, I, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I am uh, one of 12 brothers, if you can imagine. Now, it, not all one mother, but, well, one, one father. My father, Jacob. I was uh, the 11th of 12, but my my dad loved my mother the most I believe. It was my mother's um, sister was my aunt and uh, her handmaiden and my mom's handmaiden were, were the ones who had all of these kids, all brothers. And I, being the eleventh, my dad, well, my brothers would say he loved me the most. You see he made me a, a, a wonderful coat, and this coat was different it it was It was longer than a normal coat, and it, and it had sleeves on it. Um, some people say it had varied colors even to it and what what you may not know is in my day the, these coats would um, well, it symbolized something. Uh, they would take our inheritance and they would sew it into the, to the coat. So the assumption I had a long coat, it, it was expensive and it, it, well, it probably needed a long coat for all the inheritance that it would have within it. I shouldn't have had that. Well, my brothers made sure I knew I should not have had that coat being the 11th in the line. It should be my oldest, but well, I think my dad loved me the most. So I had this dream, and as I said, the, the sheaves started bowing down. All my brother's sheaves started bowing down to me, and I was, I was excited about it. So I, I went to my brother's. Well, they were part of the dream, right? They should know. And I started d- discussing. Saying, hey, did you, do you know what happened? I saw in my dream these, all the sheaves started bowing down to me. And I, here, I'm excited, and their faces went from being somewhat interested to being scornful, judgmental, angry? Who are you? Why would you, the brat of the family, come and think that we're going to be bowing down to you? Well, I wasn't exactly anticipating that reaction. But they were upset. They, they, they thought I was lording over them the interpretation was pretty easy to get that they would, be, they would be bowing down to me that they'd in some way be my servants. But you know, the Lord gave me another dream. I, I seemed to, you know, I was out on a field one night and looking up at the, the sky full of stars and I must have fallen asleep as I was on the, the grass and kind of elevated slightly on the hill. Because I remember looking up in and, and these 11 stars, and actually the sun and the moon began, began bowing down to my star. Well, I thought that was pretty fantastic. So the next day, we were, we were all gathered together as a family. And I, I know my dad, he, he, he loved me, he, he appreciated me. He, he Well, I think I was his favorite. So I told the whole family... Hey, I had this dream. Uh, all the, the 11 stars and the sun and the moon, they began bowing down to you. And, and well, I, I kind of figured my brothers would have the same reaction. But, but my dad, my dad, I got scorn from my brothers and my dad too. Son, do you think your brothers and, and me and your mom, which my, my mom actually happened to pass away already, but do you think we, we're all going to be bowing down to you? Even my dad, although I don't know if my dad was thinking about these things, but you know, he had had a dream where he saw the angels ascending and descending. Maybe he was considering that or when he wrestled with the angel all night and the angel finally touched him in the side and he, he was walking with a limp because he seemed to ponder these things. He, he, he chastised me, but I think he, he held them in his heart. You know, it wasn't long after that that my brothers were all out pasturing the the sheep, and my dad said, "Hey, I want you to go check on your brothers." Well, I, I went and I had to find them first, and I, I knew that uh, the, the relationship was a little bit uh, well, it wasn't good. And as I as I approached them, I, I saw them begin to talk and. And I got closer, and they were upset with me. They took my coat, the one that my dad had made specifically for me. They ripped it off of me, and they threw me in a cistern. A cistern's a a, a well that someone had dug. It had no water in it, but they threw me in there. And I could hear them discussing, let's kill him. We'll, 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 we'll rip his coat up and we'll spread blood on it. We'll tell, tell dad that a, a wild animal has, had, uh, had killed him. No, let's do this. I, I, somebody came and said, no, I, I, let's, do, let, let's make some money off of it. Let's not just kill the brat. At least we should profit some too. About then there was some Ishmaelite, traders that were coming through they hoisted me up and they sold me for 20 shekels of silver a couple years wages to these traders come to find out later they did they they ripped up my coat, they killed a goat they put blood on it and they took it to my dad I found out later and told me told my dad that I was dead. the Ishmaelites took me to Egypt, and I was sold to the captain of the bodyguard Pot, uh, Potiphar and i actually i don 't know what he saw in me, but he he elevated me in his house. Most of the slaves that he that he took on uh, well, they had to be outside. They were out under the the burning hot Egyptian sun, baking on them all day and long, and, and working in the fields. But but he brought me into his his home. I was uh, what you'd call a house servant. He noticed that whatever task he gave to me, it, it turned out well. He I I it well. The Lord God gave me mercy, and He gave me strength, and He gave me wisdom and everything worked for me. So Potiphar turned his whole household running over to me. He, he told me he didn't, he didn't worry for anything. All he had to do was show up because he knew it was all in good hands with me. Everything but his wife. And he may have, should have paid a little more attention to her. She was constantly after me. She, she must have seen that things worked well for me. And she s- kept trying to get me to come to her. Come and lie with me. And I would say, no, that, that's, against, that's against my Lord and my God. To, to do that, the, your, your husband, my master, has turned everything in the house over to me except for you. And to to lie with you would be to to sin against my Lord and my God. I will not do that. Now, have you ever had a situation when you walked in and you knew that you were going to face temptation? You walked into some place and you knew that you were going to have to make a choice? I remember one day I walked into the house and the usual servants that you would see cooking or cleaning or waiting, well, they were all gone. It was dead quiet, and I knew there was something going on. I heard the call from the bedroom. Joseph, come see me. And as a servant... I couldn't say no. As I walked to the bedroom, I walked in, and there she was in all of her glory. I've made it so nobody would know. Come to me. Come lie with me. And as I tried to refuse... She reached out and she grabbed my cloak, the the cloak that I had of, of, of being a house servant. She reached out and grabbed it. There was nothing I could do except to run away and leave my clothes behind. I can still hear the scream. That Hebrew servant! He was brought in and he tried to make sport of me. Very quickly I was, I was bound. I tried to, to tell my master what had happened. It wasn't me. I, I, didn't, I didn't do anything. I, I'm, I'm righteous. I'm innocent. But I figured I would be dead before nightfall. Now, in the natural, I, I don't know ex- what, what happened. I, all I can say is God spared me as a, as a slave, as a servant. I, if there was an accusation that I had, I had tried to, to be with the master's wife, uh, they, they should have just killed me, but instead he put me in prison. and, and it, Actually, it was his own prison where political prisoners were often brought from, from Pharaoh. I had done nothing wrong, but I was sold into slavery and then thrown into prison. The chief jailer, once again, kind of like Potiphar, he realized that I was pretty good at organizing things and that whatever I put my hands to, it it worked, and it worked well. And, And so he put the entire jail in my charge. I was still a prisoner. But he didn't worry with anything if it was in my care. I remember one day two political prisoners were sent in from from Pharaoh. It was the the chief cupbearer and the baker they, they came and they were thrown in, in jail and and I took care of them and as I was going through the meandering through the, the cells uh, several days later I I noticed that they were both very dejected. What's wrong? Why, why the solemn face? Why, why? Why are you? Why are you de- especially dejected today? The uh, the cupbearer was a little more. Uh, he, he was a little more open, he he, dec- he told me why. He said, well, "You know, I had this dream." I saw this this three branched vine that had clusters of grapes on it. And I took the clusters off the vine, I squeezed them into a cup, and I, I put that cup into Pharaoh's hand. And he drank once again from my cup. And Joseph said, Well, I, I can you know, the the Lord God, he interprets dreams. I, I can tell you what that means. He said, in, in, in three days, you will be restored to your, your post. Which is, by the way, a, a very high place in the kingdom. You'll be restored to your post and you will, you will once again place the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But when you do, please remember me. See, I've been thrown here. I, I, I've done nothing wrong. I was sold into slavery and I was put into this prison having done nothing to deserve it. Baker, seeing that I had given a really favorable interpretation to the, the cup bearers, decided to tell me his dream as well. In my dream, I, I had a, a whole basket of bread. Um, these loaves of bread that I carried on my head. Several loaves. And the birds, they came down and started eating the loaves of bread off of my head. Joseph said, you as well, the three loaves are three days. And in three days, Pharaoh will lift your head up as well, except you will be hanged, and the birds of the air will come and and eat on on you instead of your bread. And just as Joseph said, in three days, the king Pharaoh elevated the cupbearer and hanged the baker. I figured it was my time that, that surely someone in Pharaoh's house would, would let me out. They would, they would see that I've, I've, I've not done anything to deserve this. And it was a couple of years later that a band of people showed up at the prison and whisked me away. They, they took me in, in my in my prison clothes and the dirt and the stench and stink and ran me to to uh, Pharaoh's palace. Now, have you all any of you seen on TV where they've taken you know one of the most homely people in the audience and they took them backstage and and made them into a beauty queen on, during the course of the show? That's kind of like what it was for me. I've never had so many people shaving me and and cutting my hair and giving me a bath and scrubbing me and and ripping the old clothes off and putting clothes back on and getting me ready quickly to go into Pharaoh's presence. I found out very soon that Pharaoh had had a dream. And the chief cupbearer, when no one else could interpret the dream, he said, let me tell you of, of my sins you had sent me into prison, and while I was there, me and the chief baker had dreams. And there was a a servant, Hebrew, young boy, who interpreted the dreams, and it came to pass exactly how he said, he can interpret your dream. Pharaoh had had a dream, actually two. And in the first dream, he saw these, um, these sheaves, and they, they were... They they were big and thick. The grain was was healthy and, and great. And he this really small scraggly stuff. He had seven full sheaves, and the 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 scraggly seven they ate they ate the full ones. And he also had another dream where there were seven cows, and so, they were really thick and good-looking, big cows. And then seven really scraggly, ugly thin and gaunt-looking things. And the, the seven gaunt cows swallowed up the big, huge, nice cows that you get a nice steak from. Um, they, they, they swallowed them up. He said, but nobody could interpret the dream. So they brought me in. Pharaoh said, I heard you can interpret dreams. He said, no. I said, no, only God alone, but he'll give you the interpretation that you, that you wish. As I, as Pharaoh related the the dreams to me, I I told him what it was. He said, "In in seven, you will have seven years of plenty. There will be seven years full and, and uh, of growth and and full of, of plentiful uh, abundance of harvest, and then you will have seven years of complete famine." Both dreams that you had are one and the same, and the reason God gave you two. It's to, to, to tell you that his mind is made up. It will happen, and it will happen shortly. So you should have someone start collecting all of the grain and, and put it in storehouses for the seven years of plenty so that you can store up so that you'll have plenty. You'll have food to eat in the seven years of famine. Pharaoh said, there is so nobody like you in all the kingdom." And once again, he took the clothes off. He put a robe, a fine robe on me. He took the ring off of his own finger and put it onto mine and gave me a necklace to wear and said, In all the kingdom, only Pharaoh will be over you. You've got charge of everything. The Joseph dreams strip but they also adorn. Dreams strip but they also Let me um, step out of character and show, point out a few of these things here in in this story of Joseph. If you would look in um, uh, chapter number 41 with me, something is very Sorry, Genesis 41. Um, Verse 32. It says, Now as for the repeating of the dream to Pharaoh twice it means that the matter is determined by God and God will quickly bring it about. The repeating of the dream twice means the matter is determined by God and that God will quickly bring it about. You know, this passage really has six dreams. Joseph had two. Right? Then there was the Two dreams with the, uh, the chief cupbearer and the baker, right? And then Pharaoh had two dreams. And Joseph really kind of gives a little bit of the interpretation of his own dream when he says to Pharaoh, you've had it twice because it's determined by God and God will quickly bring it about. Now Joseph was 17 when God gave him his initial dreams but he did not come into Pharaoh's presence until he was 30. So what is that, 13 years? But Joseph was given two dreams They were one and the same, just like Pharaoh. And what Joseph says is that there he was given, Pharaoh was given the two dreams because God was determined to do it and he would quickly bring it about. And Joseph, the quickly to bring it about was a process. The process is part of the promise. The process is part of the promise. I know a lot of times we'll talk a little bit about the process here in a moment, but a lot of times we think about the promise, and we, we look forward to the promises. we should. There's that promise that we're holding on to, and we, we want to see that, and it's great, and it's, it's something that we, we, we're looking forward to, but we get so caught up in the process that we don't realize that the process is part of the promise. And we, we look at the process, and we, we can end up despising the process, rather than realizing that the process is part of the promise. If Joseph had not gone through the process, he would not have gotten to the promise. God used the process in order to get him to Egypt, where he needed to be. God used the process to get him in the right place at the right time, even if it was going into the dungeon, to meet with the right people, in the right moment that God provided the dreams to, to initially to, the, to, to Joseph, then to the, the baker, the cupbearer, and to Pharaoh, all at the exact right times for Joseph to be right where he needed to be. The process is actually part of the promise. And we need to realize that. But the dreams oftentimes will strip us away. I, I, I was trying to think of anyone in Scripture that talks about losing clothes more than Joseph, and he, 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 it, it's in there. It's, it's you know, God. Uh, his, he was adorned first of all with that with that coat from his from his father, right? And often, most a lot of people say it was a varied colored coat, and uh, so commentators, when you when you look at it. Um, it's a weird wording, and they're, they're not exactly sure what it means. And it could mean that it's it's multicolored. Um, it's actually used as in another passage of a um, one of the king's daughters. So they said it, it's actually kingly uh, wear that it was a, a long coat uh, with sleeves. So um, it was something that was was different. It's something that would set Joseph apart. It's something that shows um, his dad's favor, and more than likely, it is showing. You know that the, the the inheritance would would go to Joseph, even though he was not the first in line. That that his favor was was upon Joseph, and yet that was stripped from him. Joseph lost. You know, really, in one shot, it's like he lost his his family. He lost his inheritance. He lost the favor from his dad. You know, if there was any hope of, uh, in Joseph of fulfilling these dreams the normal way, hey, my dad, my dad's going to give, he's going to leave everything to me. It's probably what he thought. I don't know that. But you know, he's, he's got his dad's favor. And all of a sudden, not a, he, he's stripped of his inheritance and he's thrown into a pit. And he, there's, there's no way that it's going to come that way. You know, we often have the same thing. We we think that the promises of the Lord are going to come in such a way that it, it will come, you know, kind of in as an inheritance to us. Maybe not like like we think of an inheritance from physically, you know, that uh, you know like from our parents, but we're, we're going to receive it in in the, in this manner that would be the normal the normal um, way that we would receive a promise. And oftentimes, God will, will end up being stripped of that promise, right? We'll be stripped of our inheritance. We'll, be, we'll, we'll have things stripped away from us So we thought, surely this is how God's going to do this. And he said, no. You'll be stripped of those things that the way you thought just isn't going to happen. And of course, Joseph, is with Potiphar and and his wife, you know, wants once him. He's a, he's a strapping young lad, and uh, very, you know, he was he he was good looking. Everything that he turned to uh, turned to gold, if you will. He's, he's like he he was really good at what he did, and his and Potiphar's wife said, "Hey, come on." And. Joseph said, no, I, will, I am going to remain righteous and holy. And you know, our good works won't get us to where we're going. Oftentimes we think, you know, if, if I just work hard enough, that'll get me there. If I just do the right things... I'll get to where God wants me to go. If I, if I just, if you know, we can even have really, really good things. If I just pray enough, if I just read my Bible enough, if I just share enough, if I just make sure and keep my nose clean at work, you know, if I just, if I just, um, you know, don't have any speeding tickets. That you, know, if I just do everything right, God will make sure I get to the right place. Now, we should do everything right. Please don't, please don't go the other direction. Do everything correctly. But that's not going to get you there. You see, jo- Joseph, he, he, he had the, his, his clothes of, of the house slave. They were torn off of him because he did the right thing. And it was the right thing. But that didn't get him to where he needed to be. got him thrown in prison. And I can just imagine Joseph, especially when he gets to having the dreams with the chief cupbearer and the baker. Was he remembering his own dreams? I don't know. Maybe he was, thinking Wow, I, I, is there any way? Here, I'm, I'm far from my family. I don't know if my dad's still alive. I don't know if my brothers are still alive. How in the world can I go from, the, from pri- being in a dungeon, in prison, to having my, my, my brothers and my father all bow down to me? How, this is impossible. There is no way for my dreams to come true. I know God gave me these dreams. Th- this is impossible. There's no way to do it. I don't know that that's what He was thinking. That's what I would think. Maybe you've had dreams, promises from the Lord, and you've thought the same. There's no way I can get there from here. I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't have the skills. I don't have the resources. I don't have the, the connections. I don't, I'm not in the right place. You can list all the excuses Joseph had you beat. Because I don't see any of you in prison. Please don't go to prison. Joseph was stripped of those prison clothes, though. You know, even when Joseph used his gift... And it was a gift, God-given gift, to be able to interpret dreams. Joseph used that gift, and, and even, if the, I, I can see him kind of thinking this, I mean, I don't know exactly, it doesn't say, but, you know, he did tell the, the chief cupbearer, when, when you get to Pharaoh, put in a good word for me, right? Put it, let him know, I did a good thing for you. Let him know, I'm here, I I shouldn't be here. Could you please get me out? And that still didn't happen. You know, and oftentimes we think that, that even our spiritual gifts will get us to where we need to go. If I can just develop that prophetic gift a little bit more. If I can just, you know, if I'm just better at giving, if I'm just better at serving, if I'm just... If I just do this a little bit more, I, I will get to that promise one day. If I share just a bit more, the, the people I know, the, everyone I, that I've been praying for to get saved, they'll get saved because I'm just doing it right. And I'm, I'm using my gifts. But you know, Joseph was stripped of those clothes as well. And that didn't get him there. And he gets to, to Pharaoh's he gets to Pharaoh's court. And it's really kind of amazing what he says. You know, Pharaoh says, I heard you can interpret dreams. He said, No. But God will. I'll give it to you. And Pharaoh puts the robe on him. It wasn't the robe that he got from his dad. It wasn't the house clothes of a servant. It wasn't the prison clothes. Pharaoh puts a glorious robe and a ring on his finger, a necklace. But I believe what what Joseph probably felt was, this is God's inheritance. This is God putting his promise that he gave to me so many years ago, 13 years ago, God putting that robe onto me. I'm gonna come back to the process is part of the promise. Your dreams will strip you, all right. The process will strip you. It'll prepare you. The process will get you to the right place at the right time. The process will will rip things off of you that need to be be ripped off. And I'm not saying it's not going to hurt. Been there. I'm not saying that it won't be hard. I'm betting with Joseph it was really hard. I'm not saying there won't be moments that you just go, there's no way, there's no way that God can get me from here to there. I'm sure Joseph felt those moments. God will bring it about. I want to tell a little bit about a... I'm trying to try to put this in a, um, a real small nutshell. You see that cross over there on the wall? That cross is part of a promise to us. A friend of mine... Um, was walking around the, the church that we served at in Oklahoma and found um, this a branch. He was, he was just on a prayer walk around the grounds. I think, I think the church had about seven acres. And found this branch on the ground, and the Lord said, pick it up. I said, okay, why? <laughs> Picked it up, Put it in the back of his truck, took it home, kept praying over it. Why do you want me to have this branch? And eventually, the Lord said, look at it that way. And he put it in the form of a cross. And the Lord really told him, he said, um, the church where we were had kind of a a, a chapel area, and it had a a steeple at at the chapel. And evidently, years ago, that steeple had a little cross on the top of it. That had gotten blown off in a windstorm. And the Lord said, That needs to go on top of that steeple. He said, The anointing for the church is in that cross, and it needs to be put back on top of the steeple. He said, I don't understand it, but that's what the Lord was saying. It's, it, it's in there. If, if you put it back on, on top there, the anointing will rest there. So he went to the pastor and said, I need to put this cross back up on top of the steeple. And the pastor just kind of blew him off. I said, okay. I'll just hang on. I was on staff at the church for a number of years. And then really I we um, ended up having to, I left my st- staff position. They had some staff changes. And I, we really felt like that our time there was cut short. And um several years ago my friend gave me that cross. See the the um the church where we were, um it had a river that ran right down the back side of it. It uh, in fact um some people believe that part of the Oklahoma Lane run actually started right there at the river and they came across our The church property. And the the name of the church there is Riverside Church. And um, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're here with Riverside Drive and a river running right back behind us. And I believe the anointing is still there. And here. And it's part of the promise the Lord gave to us back well it was before Karis so that's been uh, 18, 19 years ago the Lord is bringing about there's been a lot of stripping there's been a lot of Lord is there any way that you can do this there's been a lot of, a lot of trying times. But only God can bring something about just like this. So, and encourage you, if God, if the Lord has given you a promise, if He's given you dreams, if He's given you these. Um, these these promises and things that, he, that only he can give. Hang on. Hang on. They'll strip you. A lot of times we need it. It can be trying. A lot of times we need that too. But hold on, because he will if we don't disqualify ourselves. All right. He'll fulfill the promise to us. He'll make sure we get to the right place at the right time so that he will adorn us with those gifts and promises. Just remember, remember that the process, the process is part of the promise. So embrace it, even if it hurts. Because the ultimate fulfillment will come. Let me pray for you. And as I as I as I pray, um I like you to just uh, if there's if if you have a promise that you're hanging on to um if, if you want to slip up your hand or if you just want to put your hand over your heart or if you just want to silently tell the Lord, hey, that's for me, okay? Well, I, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but um, I want to pray for you and I want you just in some way acknowledge to the Lord, Lord, remember me in this prayer. Lord, I, I, I just lift up every person in here, especially those who, um, they're holding on to a promise. They're holding on to something a, a dream, a, a word, a, something that they that you've given to them maybe ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years ago or more that you've dropped in their hearts, and they I know some of them are waning, some of them maybe even have said there, there's no way. Lord, I I ask right now that you would encourage them, Lord, that you would grasp hold of them. Lord, if you need to, shake them and say, I'm still here. I haven't given up. Don't you give up either. Lord, I pray that you will open their eyes and their ears so that they can see what is going on in the process, in the midst of the process, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the waiting, that, they will, that they'll see exactly how you are positioning them to receive. You're positioning them to get to where you need them to be. Lord, I pray that you'll show them that so that they'll have a little bit more encouragement. They'll have just that little bit to hang on to and say, okay, it will come about. I don't see how in the world it can ever happen, but but God, God can. So Lord, I pray for encouragement. I pray for strength. I pray for just a, a, a stick-to-itiveness that, that they'll, they'll hold on and never let go. And Lord, I pray that you will, Lord, if there's, if there's been any wavering and, and kind of turning to the right or to the left away from that promise, Lord, I pray that you will forgive and that you will bring them back exactly where they need to be. And Lord, I pray that you will fulfill that promise. Lord, I pray that you'll do it in gl- gloriously so that everyone will look around and see and say, only God. Only the Lord could have done that. And that you'll receive glory and credit and praise and It'll be a miraculous story for you, so that you'll receive just more, more glory and adoration. And, and Lord, I thank you for it. Lord, help us as we wait, because I know it's hard. And Lord, we lift up those who are not with us this morning; those who, Lord, we lift up Penny to you. Ask that you would heal her body, Lord. We pray that you will uh, remove the pain, remove the um, discomfort that she's she's got going on right now. Lord, lift up uh, Kevin and Lynn as as they're away and as they're traveling. Pray that you'll you'll continue to help them to be um, salt and light and just a, a presence of your peace and give them um, traveling mercies, uh, protect them as as um, they come back with Matt. Lord and pray that you'll uh, continue to put your, your hand over each one, each part each, um, each part of this family. Lord for your protection and for your provision, Lord that we would be surrounded on every side by that holy fire and that we would be um, your representatives wherever we go. Lord, we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.